who is with Vinny Fiorenza? There's a lot he doesn't know. There's a lot he wants to know. This is a podcast where he tries to learn from people who know things he doesn't. He'll be focusing on people from the worlds of business, entertainment, and the arts. His guests are people he finds fascinating and that he believes will bring value to others. Join him on the journey on finding out who is. I woke up from this dream with my finger in the air like, and I said yes. Uh-huh. The tagline for season of is for those who don't feel the same every season. I want to put my writing onto clothing and merchandise and surround each collection with a different aspect of mental health. My journey through sobriety. It is actually one of the most spiritual experiences I have ever gone through in my entire life. She pulls underwear out of her purse and strapped it across her face, like literally over her ears. She goes, no, 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 this is my mask. We're here with Taylor Roberts of Season Of. We're going to get into all four seasons with Taylor. Immediately. Tell us all about them. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm happy to be here. I'm Taylor. Thank you for that introduction, Vinny. Of course. Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, I always like to ask everyone, just so we could get the origin story, where are you from? I am from Los Angeles. I was born and raised here, and I moved out of state for college in Montana, oh, post-grad, wow. and moved back to L.A. Oh, Montana, what was that like? Uh, it's definitely, okay, people talk about coming from other countries, being a culture shock. Moving from L.A. to Montana is like a total culture shock. Before going... I, I thought everyone just rode horse and buggy everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. That's horrible. <laughs> that's good. And, uh, and when I got there, I mean, people do ride horses and oh, raise yeah. cattle, all that kind of stuff. But where I was at was in Great Falls. It's super flat, beautiful. It snows like 13 months out of the year, I tell wow. people. Wow. It's super cold. Uh, my sophomore year of college, we were the coldest in the country. And fun fact, if anyone doesn't know Great Falls, Montana, it is actually windier than Chicago and colder than the South Pole, or at least it can get colder than the South Pole. Wow, that is a fun fact. Yeah, we <laughs> love those here. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Um, when you grew up here in L.A., uh, how would you say, like, your classmates described you? Like, what were you like? Were you this outgoing? Ooh, well, I would first ask you at what age... Oh, that's a that's a good response. But but overall, <laughs> uh, I would say my earliest memory reminds me of eighth grade. You know how they do most likely to be. Yeah. And I remember um, I was voted for two different things, which this is going to be a full circle moment. Either one of them was chatter motor mouth. Oh yeah, that's you for sure. <laughs> that, that's me. <laughs> uh, and the other one was most likely to have her own reality talk show. Oh wow, <laughs> uh, you got your podcast. Huh? Now here we are. But um, and I remember hearing both of those as a kid and feeling like, oh my gosh, people think I'm annoying and I talk a lot. And now I embrace it. I, yeah, I get you a match, matcha, matcha, matcha. Matcha. Yeah, she, she that, that's that. why. That's my kryptonite. Some people <laughs> like Celsius and. Matcha gets me going. I I won't sleep for the next two days. That's funny. So you were you were a chatterbox growing up. Did you have any like hobbies when you were a kid that were like specific to you? Yeah, let's hear the weird weird ones. Um, <laughs> so I didn't really have any weird hobbies, but I I played softball from the time I was five through college. Oh wow! Yeah, I, co- what position? I was a pitcher and a second baseman. Wow! And if anyone that knows softball, I was also a slapper, so I was a switch hitter. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. I was a switch hitter, so I. I could hit from the right side, but I would also do like the like running hitting from the left side for like placement and. Oh, we should we should start a team. 
You're probably I, playing right now. I wish, honestly. Uh-huh. I, I have no time, but I would love to. It's uh-huh. good to know. I'm like, if it's a Sunday league, I'm there. Wow, wow, man. You have, you have a lot going on between your brand, this podcast, you have a bunch of other things. Did you always know that you wanted to be a creative, like an entrepreneur? Like, no. No? Okay, that's funny. It's funny because from an early age, I, my mom, I'm a typical kid thing, like, I'm going to be a doctor when I grow up or oh, mom, I want to be like Jesus and have a child named Mary. And like, you know, I that just as a kid, I, I had no idea. Um, but I always had a very visual and imaginative way to me. And I've been writing since I was 11 years old. Wow. So uh, writing has always been my outlet and my creative expression, I would say, before I even realized that that was a form of expression. Um, I was writing poetry, like I said, from like 11 years old. And then uh, I hadn't really written in a while and I I found myself a lot of times when I was writing that it was usually from an emotional place and just a way to release Um, and when I graduated college there was a lot going on with my family Mm. and I had this interesting craving for like a creative outlet and it's almost like it was it was like I need to put some thought to paper I I need to get something out and I remember a friend of mine was like, I remember you talked about, you know, you love writing. Why don't you just buy a journal? But when you think about journal writing and especially where I was, my mindset back then, I'm like, that's so lame. What am I going to do? Like, <laughs> as, as an adult, have a diary? Like, No, but I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, nowadays, especially like every, oh, like a lot of people do that. It's important. And yeah. I, I journal every single day now, which Beautiful. is funny, but I, I did. I started writing again in 2016 and just fell back in love with with poetry and writing and decided to put my work out there and made an Instagram page for so it. So did that oh I gotta I gotta <laughs> check it out. Scroll scroll about your poetry. Yeah, told by uh, T. I don't have any of my recent stuff on there because I'm actually in the process nice. of writing a book. But oh. yeah. Surprise. Did, <laughs> did the writing translate at all to you? Starting starting the brand seasonal. Actually, the brand the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the brand the reason for the brand comes from my writing. Actually, so tell us what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in saying that, I I started this uh, Instagram page called Told by T. It was sort of anonymous. Some people knew it was me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't, and I was just putting my my creative writing out there as a way to connect with other people and push the the message behind like my mental health journey and just overall trying to find a way to connect with others online and put my work out there. I did a little bit of freelance work at the time, but, uh, I knew that I wanted to, cause I was getting good responses every time I would do like a weekly, uh, poetry post on my page. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I wanted a way to expand my work and reach more people with my message. And I'm a very, like, a vivid dreamer. I woke up from this dream, and I tell everybody it was the weirdest thing. I woke up <laughs> from this dream with my finger in the air, like, and I said yes. And I was with my ex-boyfriend at the time. And I remember waking up, just, like, sitting straight up with my finger in the air saying yes. And I remember him looking at me in the morning, like, because he, he, he used to get up early for work. So I remember him looking at me like, this girl is insane. Yeah. This girl's insane. She just woke up saying yes from dead sleep. And I told him, I said, you know, I, I figured it out. I want to put my writing onto clothing and merchandise and surround each collection with a different aspect of mental health. I mm. want to name it Season Of, keep it open-ended so that I can connect with other people who have a message to share, whether it be surround mental health, surrounding, surrounding mental health, trauma healing, and anything 
that we could help other people with. Nice. Um, when, when did you start it? So I filed my LLC in, I would say, August of 2020. I um, actually launched my website and my business January of 2021. Nice. Pretty recent. That's good. Yeah, just a little over two years. So um, what, what is, I know we went into a little, but what does the brand mean to you? Like, yeah, give us that. Because obviously it's kind of, it must be a little emotional in a way. It can in a be. Way. So, I mean, it, it definitely has a lot of meaning behind it. So the tagline for season of is for those who don't feel the same every season. And I stand very mm -hmm. strong and true to that because I have had a really, really wild journey with my mental health. And there's some people that have known me for years and now, and it, it's like a 360. I've always been me. I've always had the same heart, but uh, just overall, me from a mental perspective, I've never felt better. Oh, and great. I know that I struggled silently for a really, really long time. And my, like I said, my creative expression is through my writing. So if I can... It creates something that I can inspire others, be inspired by, create community, and just make something that gives other people hope. That's really what I'm after. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's incredible. I, I, I feel, yeah, I'm ha happy to be here with you. What are, what are the big goals with the brand? Or like, or I guess we could say the short term, long term, like with day to day. Yeah, um, so the brand started out, well, it started, Season yeah. F started out as a brand. Uh, I'm now expanding it to being not only a media outlet, but an event outlet as well. I just threw a 200-person wellness event on uh, June 10th. I'm partnering with a non-alcoholic event company, and we're going to be doing a series of events, first one being September 10th. And I overall want to make Season of like an umbrella, like a yeah. one-stop mental health uh, hub. So whether you're connected to something by what you wear, what you hear, what you see, what you go to, anything that creates community and is is a like a lifeline for other people huh. that maybe maybe therapy is not your thing. Maybe talking to people isn't your thing, and you're not ready yet. But you just want overall a community or something to look forward to. I want people to know that season of is that in nice. any facet um you had you had this event back on june 10th like what what were some of the people that came there what went on there and like you know what, what could people expect at a future event yeah absolutely so i another thing about the events that i'm throwing is i want to again create community and i the way that i marketed the event so it was actually based on this collection, it was collaborative with another friend of mine who actually owns a brand as well. Shout out Jordan with Cozy. <laughs> um, we we coined this uh, collection, which says you deserve to be happy too. And we marketed our event overall as being a gathering as opposed to an outing. Okay. And I wanted it to be a gathering that felt like as comfortable as a night in. So you could come alone, you could come with friends, but either way you're leaving with a new friend or two. And the event itself, so we had uh, we had an open cocktail and mocktail bar um, with a juice sponsor, wellness juice sponsor. Oh, nice. We had uh, four performances, one being a spoken word artist who I've actually collaborated with in the past. He owns a mental health charity called A Mind's Pursuit, and he's a spoken word artist himself. Um, awesome guy. His name's Mikey. And he also has a podcast too, so it's all full oh, circle. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so he he was not only the MC for the event, but he started out with a, a mental health forward spoken word, and then we went into 
three different music artists, all like a hip hop R and B vibe, and uh, that that was a, a good way to also bring people together. I, I love music, and I, I is that your type of music like hip hop R and B? That's what I grew up on, and I def- <laughs> I definitely am like zero to hundred with my music. Either I'm like Sam Smith to Gucci Man. It doesn't. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, those are, those are, that's a spectrum there. That, that if that doesn't give you any kind of uh, indication of my personality. <laughs> But, That's so funny. But overall, like there, we had a 360 photo booth. It, we had food vendors. You guys were rocking and rolling. It was awesome. It was. Mm-hmm. It was definitely. My mom was there with a bake sale table. That's good. Yeah, you need that. It. Yeah. What was she selling? <clears throat> My mom is really creative <laughs> when it comes to her baking. So she had like creme brulee bars that she made. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember. There was so much. I didn't even get a chance to have it because I've... That's good. That sounds like she had a great day. Yeah. <laughs> so many people were coming up to me that like, oh my gosh, I love your mom. I spoke to her for an hour and I'm like, how did everyone speak to my mom for an hour? It's only a four hour event. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she, she knows how to do it. You're good at that too. Maybe she speaks fast, like you. Uh, yeah, that's the matcha. But <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, who's who's a typical type of person that is currently coming to your event? And like, what? Like, I don't know who who do you want coming to your event? Yeah, so, give us give us it all. So the last event, it was it, the nice part about my events, and obviously growing up in LA, I have a very wide range of networking and. It's I've become the go-to friend for anything. So I have friends that'll call me like, oh my God, you'll never believe it. My I need a plumber or I, I, I need tile work or do you know somebody that can fix a root canal? Like I, I know a guy. It's like I know a guy for everything. Yeah, you got a guy. No, that's good. I'm like, oh, my uncle does that. Like, you know, it's, it's weird. Uh, so my events, it's really nice to see. It almost feels like a big birthday party to me. I'm like, That's I, I've, great. everyone in my life that I love or even people maybe I haven't met that I have connected with online, it's cool to meet them in person. So, for example, the last event, too, uh, I so I like to do – the last two events I've done, I partnered with a shoe customizer. Wow. And, and we always create mock-ups and do like a, a giveaway or a raffle for a custom pair of Season of Sneakers. They all have uh, like some kind of messaging from one of the past collections. So the last event, I did it a little bit differently where um, normally I would purchase, you know, a shoe. Usually it's an Air Force One clean, yeah. you know, canvas. But I connected with a guy online. He is based out of San Diego, uh, Jordan from Happy Feet. He, I'm, I'm plugging everybody. Yeah, no, good, yeah, keep it coming. <laughs> um, so he resells shoes. He finds a lot of rare sneakers and stuff like that. I randomly came across him on a sponsored ad and connected with him and said, hey, he does a lot of sneaker cons, stuff like that. I said, hey, this is what I do and I've done at past events. Would you be interested in donating a pair of sneakers for this this raffle giveaway? It'll be a good opportunity to also like market what you're doing with the shoe customizer. So the three of us went in on it. I put all him and I's uh, logo and my brand messaging on the shoes. That's cool. The shoe customizer made the mock-up. We had a winner. I'm actually picking up the shoes on Tuesday and planning to hand deliver it to the girl who won. She's in San Diego. Oh, and nice. Just getting a chance to, you know, give it to the person, the girl right. in person. Can't go wrong with AF1s. Right. Well, uh. these are actually, this one is actually, uh, they're oh, like gray oh. and white dunks. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. So gotcha. a little bit different, but. Uh, low tops, high, high tops, right? Low tops, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool, cool. I'll, sh- I'll show you a picture. Yeah, they're nice. Super cool. With the uh, season of, how do, how do you come up with, like, the designs of the say I know you I know you write your poetry, but just give me that um I don't know, the experience of that. 
Yeah, like, absolutely. How do you choose, you know? So I, I think I mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm a very visual learner, and I'm also a very descriptive storyteller. Mm-hmm. If you can't tell mm-hmm. by the way that I talk, everything's long story long. It's not going to change. <laughs> long story long. I, I try, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, so when I'm creating a collection, essentially, so we'll take this one for example. So this comes from an original piece of writing. It says, I am my most sought after season. And then on the back, the image is an hourglass. And I have, instead of sand falling through the hourglass, I have angel numbers. And around the hourglass, it says, um, this is your sign that there's still plenty of time. So whenever, when you see my Told by T page two with my writing, You'll, it looks like there's a bunch of pictures because I, I like to start each piece with an image that I feel like best reflects oh. what I'm going into or gives some kind of correlation between the two. So the same thing um, I like to do with my brand. I like to include some really hard messaging that would be a conversation starter. That And, and no offense to anybody that makes any clothing, but I didn't want something as basic as was like, like be happy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that would that would be easy. Everyone everyone knows be happy. But if you see something that says, I'm my most sought after season and you see somebody at the airport or in the store or whatever, you you look at them and if you're bold enough or I encourage people to yeah, be, right. walk up to that person and be like, you know, I love your shirt or what does that mean? And just start conversation, create conversation, and that's a step in the right direction too. Definitely and, do it, especially like that hat. That's, yeah. yeah, this one's pretty straightforward, but I thought that I thought it was cute. It's good. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've I've seen. I think I've seen another person wearing that too. Ooh, Mm, worldwide. Yeah, right. Can be stopped all all over. At least that life for sure. Tell tell us about even like the uh, the different articles of clothing. Like, what do you what do you choose? Like, how how far does your line go? (laughs) So I I've done a lot of streetwear and loungewear type. Everything is unisex. I wanted to make sure that everything I created, it's something that like male version of me would wear too <laughs> and me currently would wear. So I I like to be comfortable, but I also like to look cute. So I wanted to create pieces that, you know, if you want to wear a sweatsuit, you could wear it out and not feel like oh, I'm in my pajamas, you know? Nice. And so I, I've made everything from hoodies to sweatpants to shorts to hats to um, to sneakers what am I missing? I oh I I made bikini samples this year. They're not going to be released this year, but I'm planning on doing um, bikinis and swim trunks next year. Nice. I'm also in the process of uh, creating a few more things that are having coming. We have our, since January is our three year anniversary. I am working with my illustrator right now to create. Oh, I've also created custom jackets. We're creating. I've a, seen. I've seen that. We yeah, have yeah. A, another custom jacket coming out that's going to be super super dope. I'm gearing that towards some of my my uh, my peeps that have been with me since the start so they'll have nice. some exclusive access so you, you mentioned your illustrator like do you, do you have a like a lot of people on your team like well what's the story there are you like a one woman show like what's the deal it's what? it's a hybrid situation <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I would say that one thing that one adv- piece of advice I've been given by some uh, figures in my life that I look up to, they've all told me, like, you're nothing without a team. Mm-hmm. It's so important to build a team around you. But I also, I have a lot of great people and great resourceful people in my life who just love what I'm doing and support yeah. me so much that I'm really grateful for. So I have a lot of people who are very talented in their own crafts that yeah. I'm able to integrate into what I'm doing. I wouldn't say, like, contracted wise, it's like, 
this is my this person, this is my this person. But I have a lot of go tos yeah. that are. You got a guy. That I've got, I've, I've got a I've got a guy, I've got a girl <laughs> who can help me um, in certain areas and are just as excited about my crazy endeavors as I am. So. It's good. It's it's not you building building the community is is it's a it's a fun journey within itself. Yeah, you you know all about it. Yeah, no, we've been working at it. That's how that's how we met. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell tell us about a little bit. I don't know if you open up or whatever about your mental health journey like what what led to you know season of yeah uh, well how much time do you have is yeah, that's a that's a good question and for any any tear jerkers out there we'll give you a disclaimer because we'll see where this goes um so just one of the major things that i'm super excited and proud to talk about um back in may may 15th is my uh sober anniversary I am over nice. two years sober from alcohol and extracurriculars. I I had a lot of fun. I started partying at a really young age. I started partying, you know, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but like 15, 16 years old. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, like, <laughs> like 15, 16 years old and was going pretty hard up until, you know, almost two and a half years ago. May 14th. Yeah. Yeah. Up until <laughs> May 14th, pretty much. Um and I, I know that when people, one thing that I, I think is important for people to know whenever you hear someone say, I'm sober, you think of recovery. And in my case, I, I'm not in any recovery um, type classes or community. It was overall a lifestyle change that I wanted to make. Mm -hmm. I felt like, I never felt like I was addicted to anything in particular. I just felt like uh, I was using substances as a way to escape from a lot of my problems and my and a lot of trauma that I endured at a really young age. Okay. Um, you know, I, I experienced grief and loss at a really young age as well. So just being young and navigating through a lot of those feelings and not again, struggling very silently because I've always been seen as a very happy figure and a very happy go lucky type person. Oh. But a lot of people didn't know how bad I was struggling for a really long time. I, you know, That's the way it goes a lot of the time. Usually um, it does. You know, it, the happiest people, you never know yeah. that they have a lot of demons that they're fighting. And, um, you know, I, I struggled very silently for pretty much two decades with my mental health. And my sophomore year of college, it was bad to a point where I was just felt I felt like I was just living in this like cloud of doom. And not to mm. mention, I was drinking and smoking weed yeah. and, you know, whatever else at the time. So I, I went in for a normal doctor's appointment. And then I had asked the doctors out there in Montana, I saw two different doctors just for second opinions and stuff saying, hey, you know, I didn't really understand. I was still young, you know, I'm like 19 years old at the time, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe 18. And ask the doctors, you know, what, this is how I'm feeling and this is how mm. I've felt for a really long time. I've never really opened up to anybody about this. Uh, this is a little bit about my journey and what, what I feel and some of the flashbacks that I experience. What can you tell me based on your, you know, medical experience? Yeah, diagnosis. And uh, both, both doctors at different times told me, you know, they had me answer a few questions, of course, and they both told me, like, you suffer from clinical depression and you suffer from, you know, really bad PTSD. And I always thought of something like PTSD as being like, okay, that's something that people who've, ex who've gone to war and stuff yeah. like that experience. You don't think of like being a 19 year old woman who's experienced certain things at a young age to uh, being diagnosed with something like that. that. trauma. Yeah. Right. You know, you just thought, oh, it's something horrible that happened to me. You know, life goes on. Mm -hmm. But 
since then I had added psychology onto my minor. I was a business major, psychology minor, and just really wanted to learn more about the brain, not only my own, but other people's and give myself a chance to add a second wind and a way to better communicate with others and, you know, make a better life for myself. I, yeah, well, I'm glad I have you on here so you could say that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure a couple other people will appreciate it. Do you, well, you say you got into psychology. Do you have any, like, say, mental health heroes? Like, people that you've, I don't know, maybe studied or seen or, like, heard a certain thing from? They're like, wow, that, that really makes sense to me. You know, I'm really bad with names. <laughs> oh, yeah, she says this all <laughs> really the time. I'm really bad with names. But there, in my, in my journey, I would say that there are a few maybe artists. I connect a lot to music and I think that there are a lot of artists who write really profound lyrics or write about their journeys that have spoken to me in certain ways. And I would say that from a, a business standpoint, I would say Jay Shetty is somebody that I really am fascinated by. And if, if you haven't, you know, checked yeah, out Jay Shetty. The, yeah, I don't know the artist. So just a, Jay Shetty is, he's a podcast host. He's written tons of books. But the interesting part about his journey is he he started out as studying and, and was a practicing monk. And wow. basically left the, I don't know, I forgot what it's called. Like the the monastery? Monastery, monastery mm-hmm. essentially. Left the monastery to basically and take what he learned as practicing as a monk into doing something bigger and now you know he has a podcast he's written books and he his teachings are incredible I've always connected a lot to Hindu and Buddhist beliefs and I think that there's so much to be learned without it being like a super religious type way I just think that they're good practices in general Um, so I think that overall Jay Shetty is a really positive figure in the mental health community um, a few artists, I actually really connect to Black Bear because okay, he's some... Yeah, another one. I guess I don't know anything. So... <laughs> That's funny. Black Bear, is, he started out as a ghostwriter. He actually... Okay. Used, he wrote part of Justin Bieber's Journals album. Okay. Like, he's written for so many big artists. That, that you artist I know. That you know. Justin Bieber. That, yeah, I know that, that one. That you wouldn't even realize. And he decided to branch off. I'm sure he still ghostwrites, but he decided to branch off and start putting out his own music. Nice. And he has pancreatitis or however you pronounce it. It's so horrible. Um, but he has a lot of, uh, like, complications with that. And he was a really, really bad drug addict for a long time. Mm. And he's sober now. He has a beautiful wife and two kids. And he makes kind of like, I would I would say, like, like rap, pop-ish music. Less, okay. like, less like hardcore rap and more lyrical rap, I would say. But he... The way that he writes, he writes a lot about, um, you know, his journey through drugs and while he was on drugs. And he writes in a very visual and illustrative way that makes you, like, wonder. And it's there's a lot of up-for-interpretation type things yeah. with his music. He also has this project with Mike Posner uh, called Mansions. They come together as this duo and they both talk about their like mental, mental health, health yeah. journey too. Mike Posner nice. is another incredible uh, figure for nice. mental health. So uh, what? Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Sorry. Talk about no, that. no, no, no. <laughs> we, we, we need it. We want it all. Um, like, what has like the sobriety done for you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. How much time do you? Have? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Honestly, I, I tell a lot of people who ask me about my my journey through sobriety, it is actually one of the most spiritual experiences I have ever gone through in my entire life. I've never felt like I was somebody that needed drugs or alcohol to to be social, no. but I, I didn't realize until I stopped everything how much social anxiety I had to go into situations sober just because it was like a habitual crutch that I had. And I can't tell you, anyone that's sober curious or just has any interest in... Sober curious. I never heard that term. <laughs> sober wow. curious. Wow. Anybody that has any interest in, you know, just taking a break or completely going sober and thinking, I don't want to be the weird one in my 20s or early years. I'm like, I'm doing the legwork for you. I'm telling you, it is the greatest thing that I, I decision I've ever made in my entire life. Wow. I've never felt happier my manic and depressive episodes have never been fewer. I've never felt more clear-headed. I've never felt more comfortable in my own skin and confident and willing to do things out of my comfort zone. Oh, well, well, you almost sold me. Yeah, <laughs> think about it, think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'll be thought about. Um, funny, funny enough, she, she lives a sober lifestyle. One of her many jobs is she works in hospitality. <laughs> how, how does that work? Like, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the, the money question everyone asks me. They're like, how, like, isn't that like a conflicting thing? But I, I truly believe that as a sober woman, that you can do anything that you want just as you would if you yeah. were still partying, you know, like. I've gone to music festivals sober. I've gone to things alone. And I feel like if... Okay, let me back up. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself here. So being sober now and in saying that I feel the most comfortable in my own skin and surroundings, I am at a point now where I have never felt tempted to, to go back to partying or drinking or anything no. like that. It almost is a little bit of an eye-opener. And it's... It's brought me a lot more patience. I, I I like to think I'm a patient person, but now it's like you've never known patience until you are completely sober around people that are ungodly, piss drunk, piss drunk, <laughs> and ungodly, obnoxiously intoxicated. Like the things that I've seen, I could write a whole book. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you yeah, actually but... might like this story. I'm gonna tell you one. Hey, go, go, go. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so, in working my night job, uh, there it was. It was during the mask era where you know people were still wearing masks. Or oh, were, mask era. Yeah, where they were still <laughs> required to wear masks in establishments, even though things were starting to open back up. And there was a group of college students that I will never forget this. And if this girl, for some reason, watches it, I'm so sorry, but this is the funniest thing that's ever happened yeah. at this job. Um, so I was at the front door, and you know, I, I I had to make sure everyone had their mask on. I was like, hey, like you know, being that girl, like, can I have everyone put a mask on? And the girl was like, oh, sure. She, she was super drunk. She's like, sure, sure, sure. Like, you know, I, I I've got something in my purse. She pulls. Are you guys ready for this? She pulls underwear out nice. of her purse Good. and strapped it across her face like literally over her ears wow. and all of her friends looked at her and her friends were like trying to like grab it off her face like you know you're just drunk you're putting the wrong thing she goes no no no, this is my mask and put underwear yeah. over her face and was like let's go let's run it and i i was beside myself i didn't yeah even, that's I, that's quite the story i couldn't Man, even believe it what she, she got let in right i i was like <laughs> a plus a plus for creativity i have nothing to say to that yeah. one your face is covered i yeah. guess oh my god a little, a little strange what <laughs> what uh, was uh being in hospitality like taught you and like did, do you think you'll have a part in hospitality for, for a long time like you know 
I never saw myself. The funny part is when a few years ago, when I was living with my old roommate, she's one of my best friends still. She's worked in hospitality for years, like even longer yeah. than her and I have known each other. And I used to see we lived opposite lives. I was working for attorneys for five years uh-huh. and, you know, was working like a typical desk job on the phone, normal hours. And she would come home sometimes three and four in the morning. And I remember being like, that is not a sustainable lifestyle. And I would tell her, I'm like, don't you hate staying up all night? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Never, ever, ever. Years later. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't until I left my desk job and found myself, you know, just kind of doing side jobs here and there, working in hospitality yeah. and events, where I found myself now working, um, you know, with two venues and a, a big hospitality group. I love it. I've never been more fascinated by an industry work that I've worked in. I've worked in a lot of like different industries mm. than this one. I feel like I get to do what I love, connect with people, meet new people, and it. That's how we connected. Exactly. Yeah. And it it racks a different side of my brain that I didn't even know could be creative in that type of way. That's cool. No, that's cool. I'm I'm happy to like know that, see that, hear about all the different steps. Uh, that led led you there. It's pretty cool. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. We yeah. get a little rapid fire type of thing. All right. Yeah. No, Hope you're ready. The matcha uh, has my heart rate up. I'm ready. Oh, good, good. Yeah, she's <laughs> rocking and rolling over here. But um, do you have a favorite meal? Sushi. That's sushi. Right. Okay, cool, cool. Um, is matcha your favorite drink? Yes, I would say so. Wow. All right. Cool. Yeah. In, in my sobriety, I'd also say I'm a big uh, virgin pina colada and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shirley Temple girl. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm, Shirley I'm Temple's the, good. I'm learning the mocktail uh, wave. Those are like uh, things I remember from my childhood. So I haven't I'm had that of, in forever. <laughs> I'm like tapping back into my, my childhood roots here. That's good. What's well, your zodiac sign? So they say I'm a cusp. Uh, my birthday is May 22nd. For all of the fearful ones, I am a Gemini, but I'm technically a Gemini Taurus cusp. Cool. I'm trying to learn about those, but like I'm really not putting in the effort, but we'll see where <laughs> it goes. It's a deep dive. Yeah. Oh, we'll see when I f- really feel like it. Um, but uh, do you have a favorite music genre? We kind of touched on it. but I would say that I, I resonate most with, with R&B and uh, rap gets me hype. Nice. Yeah, we like that. Do you have a favorite vacation spot? I know you kind of like to travel. I have made it a, a goal of mine to to travel more often because I didn't for a long time. And I kind of let work consume me. Yeah. Um, honestly, I love being anywhere that's tropical, anywhere beachy. That's where my heart and my – I feel the most free. I got it, yeah. So anywhere tropical, I would say, um, something a little bit more foreign that I've traveled to and less tropical but still beachy was uh, Tel Aviv, Israel. It's oh, beautiful. beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah. place, beautiful culture. Um, I was blessed to be there for almost two weeks. Beautiful. Wow, good mm-hmm. trip. Did you do the – It was not birthright. No. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you get that question all the time. <laughs> I, I did not go on birthright. Um, I was there for a wedding. I was part of a wedding. Nice. And so I, I got to really see the process of somebody converting from um, – I think she was Christian or Catholic before and then converting to, nice. to being Jewish um, – through her marriage and whatnot, and I went to a tra- I was part of a traditional Jewish wedding. It was super cool. That's cool in yeah. Israel. Perfect. They love to party out there. Uh, oh yeah, no, I have I have a bunch of friends out here. They're <laughs> Israeli. They they have fun. But um, so this is a fun one. If if you could have, well, I'm gonna change it up the way I worded it. If you could share a mocktail with any person from history, who who would you do it with? Damn, that's a good one. There's so many things and people that are flickering through my mind. 
I don't know why at the top of my head, uh, Amy Winehouse comes okay. to mind. That's cool. Yeah. She would definitely have been somebody I would have liked to kind of yeah. ask about her mental health journey and and understand more. She's also a big inspiration for me musically. I, nice. So yeah. that's my go-to. Me and my cat, we rock out to Amy Winehouse. That's good. That's good. Oh, why, what's your cat's name? Asher Moon. Asher Moon. Yeah, I have a that's fun. Moon tattoo right here. Oh, that's good for Asher. Asher. That's all the great. viewers. So, yeah, we close that out. Um, if you want to tell the audience, uh, like, what's next for you and uh, where can the people find you? Ooh, there's a there's a few places you can find me, but on the internet, you can... <laughs> the interweb. Uh, so you can find my brand, Season Of. It, it's Season Of with two underscores. Uh, you could find... Same thing on Instagram. Or, I'm sorry. Same thing on Twitter. Same thing on YouTube for my upcoming uh, podcast series, Season of Speaks. Nice. And uh, you can find my personal at Season of Tay. Perfect. Yes. Um, and for the writing, Told by T. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for coming out. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was nice getting to know you like this. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. We, we get to <laughs> a more personal way than just all the, all the fun shit. So it, it was awesome to be here. And I'm cool. super excited to thank you. be on here with you guys. <laughs>